All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Notable Nashville Podcast. Today's guest is the very talented Alex Angelo. So, Alex, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, uh, before we get started, I, I know you moved to Nashville, but I try to get everybody's roots. You grew up in Ohio, right? Yes, I did. Um, I was born in Florida and I moved to Ohio when I was really young and kind of grew up there kind of honestly all over. I grew up mainly in Cleveland. Uh, that's like where I like to call home. I still have family there. And then I moved to Cincinnati and went to high school and, and actually college uh, for two years in Cincinnati. So both, both are home, but Cleveland, I consider a little bit more nostalgic for me. So, Oh, that's awesome. I've got a, a lot of family in Cincinnati still. Actually, my dad and my two little siblings actually still live there. So, nice. That's awesome. Yeah. So you grew up dancing at a very young age. Did did you actually dance for the Cleveland Cavaliers? Um, yes. So that's pretty awesome. How did you get into that? Um, honestly, it, I kind of had grown up just dancing around the house, uh, just was always moving. We have like old family videos and VHS tapes of me dancing and stuff. And there was this, uh, Facebook thing that was going around with my, my dad had seen it on Facebook for like a little workshop for the Cleveland Cavaliers dance team. And I just kind of went out of curiosity. Um, and I went and little did I know that would like honestly really open up the doors for a lot of things musically and and it started with dance for me so I went and I didn't know that it was really a tryout I had just seen it as like a clinic and it was a tryout for the team that goes and dances on like different timeouts and on halftime and I just went and did that and made the team surprisingly I was terrible so <laughs> I don't know how that <laughs> I don't know how that happened or what they saw but they saw something and, and it worked out and that was kind of what got the ball rolling when it came to honestly everything musically but yeah it all started with dance which is a little bit unique I, I don't run into many people that start with dance and go into this stuff but i'm thankful because if they didn't see anything it really wouldn't i don't know that it would have transpired yeah obviously you weren't terrible because you you made the team and you know, <laughs> how, how many seasons did you did you do that for was it just like a one season thing no i did it honestly probably probably about either four or five seasons i think wow. um and there's two teams. So there's like a younger team and then an older team. And I started on the young team. And then as I got older and progressed, I, you know, went to the older one, but it's crazy because a lot of my great friends that I grew up like dancing with there, uh, it was interesting to see kind of what they did after you become like old enough to, cause it, it, you kind of age out of it once you're done with it. So, right. uh, to see what they have done, they've gone on and, and continued dancing and, they have like a, they kind of went like the professional dance route as far as the competitions and different tournaments and they've killed it and they have a team and I respect them so immensely. I still keep in contact with them and yeah, I, I'm like super proud of them and it's cool. Cause I went and kind of split off and did this thing and they went and kept dancing and I still do dance, but it, it's just interesting. It was a great foundation for everything. Yeah. That's really interesting. That's very cool. So from there, then you, you got into DJing like at age, what, 10 years old, you were DJing like arenas and stuff like that. You got it. Yeah. Um, that was just another kind of curiosity thing and, and got into that just off of literally downloading an app on an iPad and just got into it. And then the Cavs actually got wind of it. I, we had sent something to them and they were like, 
why don't you DJ on the games that you dance as well? And so that kind of started that as well. So I owe a lot, honestly, I owe a lot of my like foundation with this stuff to, you know, the Cleveland Cavaliers. They really kind of hooked it up and I'm thankful for those years, but yeah, I was DJing in the arena and then doing different shows around Ohio and, and surrounding cities. Like, and it was great. Honestly, it was awesome. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I want to know more about, I read that you um, had your own show on Radio Disney. Was it like a, were you hosting this show? Were you doing a local like Radio Disney uh, hourly show or something like that? Yeah. So I had a mixed show on Radio Disney and it was all around the country. It was like on all the serious XM stations that they had. And then you could, I believe, like stream it, I think on iHeart Radio and stuff. So it was fun. I mean, it's honestly, it's kind of similar to what I'm doing now, but, um, it's, it was different because it was like, I was younger and I had the, it's not as much like super pop pop music that it mm. is now. And so it's definitely more sophisticated now. And I'm thankful for the position that I'm in to do the radio show now because, I can play records with, uh, you know, not explicit language, but at least the standard <laughs> clean lyrics. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, but it was a great opportunity. I'm still thankful that I was able to do it. And it, I have memories with it, like, you know, being on tour and doing the show on a tour bus. And it, it was a great, great little experience and a great gig as a, as a young artist, being able to interview people and do different stuff. So yeah, it's a great one. That's very cool. Yeah. You talk about touring. I wanted to kind of know what it's like to be touring. You know, you did a couple national tours as a teenager and what that's like to be away from your friends. I'm sure you had, you know, hometown friends or what, what is it like to kind of be away from everything and kind of on a tour bus to how did you, how did you deal with that? Honestly, I mean, I have had really, really positive experiences on tour. Um, it's, very similar to how I look at it with the Cavs thing. It's just, there's great nostalgia there. And honestly, it's looking back and, and looking at some of the videos and stuff. It really is like amazing memories uh, that I have with touring. I was able to go like with my mom. And then for some of the other tours, I was there with my dad and my mom and my sister. And we always kind of look back at those days for motivation because we learned a lot. I mean, we were hanging out. We, we connected with the artists that we were opening up for and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like I, I really did. But honestly, like the people that I connected with personally a lot more is the crew and the lighting guy and sound guy. And we'd watch everybody's sound check. We'd go, I mean, we really did science and learned as much as we could and soaked it all in so that when it is my time to go and do that and be the headliner, how am I going to treat these people? How am I going to treat the opening act? How am I going to do these things? So I think that touring is really like a great school of hard knocks in that it's like, dude, I didn't have a dressing room for a lot of the tours. I didn't have, it's not glitzy glammy. Like it is like, it, it is the best thing ever. It is the most humbling yet the most exciting thing to do. And to have that kind of out of the way and do that at a young age so that I am prepared when that day comes where I do it again it's really like it builds so much character and I'm thankful. And I, yeah, like I just, it was an, it was an incredible experience and I look forward to the day when I go back on tour. It's just, there's so much, it's just, it's a grind. It's a hustle. It's a different level of hard work and I'm really here for it. It's, it's amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. You don't want to be that asshole kid that, you know, thinks he's better <laughs> yes. than everybody else and treats everybody, everybody like, you know, no, it, it, and it's tough, man. It really is. But that being said, it's like, I loved going on before everybody. And there were a lot of those 
situations where it's just like you go in, you're the nicest, you shake people's hands, you wait after the show and you take pictures with people that have never known you before. Mm-hmm. You take pictures. It's like, we love doing that. We love going in and being the nicest, shaking the most hands, but providing a, a great show and doing something that is like, you know, I was 12 or 13 at the time. So it's really like, who is this kid? What is this kid about? And mm-hmm. I just like being in, I like being as nice as I can uh, as a person, but then also provide that show that is like, wow, man, like I, I just, it's so fun. I, I love touring and I look forward to the day when I can do it again. Very cool. So did you hang out with the acts that you opened up for at all? Like Austin Mahone, you toured with a little bit. Did you ever hang out with him or totally start a friendship with him? Yeah, man. It's there. I, Austin is awesome. Um, he still hits me up. We still like kind of keep in like contact and stuff. And he was always a sweetheart on tour, really treated us awesome. And it's, it's great. Um, I was also on tour with Sean Mendez and I had a few interactions with him on the tour and it was great. I mean, he was, very, very nice. Very, very kind. And it was really cool because on um, one of the moments, like I was on stage waiting for my sound check and he was on, and this was like right before he's about to pop and be huge. And he was like, man, I respect what you do because I sit on a stool and play guitar and this is a lot different than what you do. And and I'm like, you know, I have a Britney mic on at 12. I'm doing, the, you know, I'm doing yeah. like, I'm dancing and doing stuff. And he's like, I just respect I could never do what you do. And I'm like, wow, man, thank you so much. And so, yeah, I honestly can say like everybody that I've been on tour with, there really hasn't been like a bad experience with anybody. It's a family. It's it, I know it's cliche. I, I know it's like a thing, but like, it really is like you're hanging with these people and you become really close with them and just be really cool. And yeah, the, it's, it's a great time. And yeah, I, I just, it's fun to be professional on the road and, and work hard and, you know, just be a nice person. It's great. Absolutely. It's pretty powerful to, you know, have those interactions with people and, totally. you know, uh, see where they've, they've come. I really, I really enjoy Sean Mendez, what he's doing, uh, with wonder and everything. I Absolutely. Actually, I actually bought a ticket to a show in Nashville. I'm pretty excited, but I got, a, we got to wait a whole year for that. Are you, are, are you going to go to it? Um, I don't know. I, I'm like, it's bad. I haven't been to a show in a minute. Oh, man. I've just been literally like just kind of locked down. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, I, I'm trying to think of the last concert that I went to that has, I don't know. I haven't been to a lot of shows recently, man. So how long have you lived in Nashville? It's been a year. Um, but honestly it's, it's weird. Cause I'd been coming here for the last like four years, just doing trips from Ohio to uh-huh. here. And yeah, man, it's like a three hour drive. So it's not ridiculous. And I, I kind of have gotten accustomed to Nashville a little bit before I moved here. So it wasn't like a just get here and I'm, I'm fresh out the water. I mean, I'm definitely still here and learning things and seeing new places and things like that. But uh, yeah, I've been here a year, but like I said, it's kind of like a padded year. I, I was kind of here three or four years ago going back and forth. So Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. You definitely, now that live music is coming back, you got to check out the shows. And if you haven't been to Mercy Lounge, like High Watt Mercy Lounge Cannery, I'm really sad because they announced their, um, you know, their lease is up and they're not going to be there anymore. So, uh, you got to check out that venue. It's one of my favorites. Uh, I've been going to it since I think one of the venues opened up in like 2010. I moved to Nashville in 2008. So I've been going for a while. So that was kind of a hard hit for me. I was like, no, I love this place. 
But um, that sucks. What, I hate that. Man. I know. What are what are your some some of your favorite places to be in Nashville? Where do you where do you hang out? Like when you're not working and working on music and stuff. Um, I mean, it's funny, man, because I literally am. I mean, it's bad. I'm very boring. Like I literally <laughs> don't go. I'm very very boring. I, I work a lot, and so I will say, like, I, I turned 21 recently, and. I have been able to go and see more things and shows and stuff like that. Uh, like I haven't been to a lot of big concerts recently, but like I went to a friend of mine's show that I work with uh, last night. Her name's Gracie Carroll. Um, I've written some of her songs and I'm producing like all her music right now. And it's great. And I went and saw her at the basement, um, which is cool. And then I'm trying to think I did a little, I did it like a kind of a vibe, like an acoustic thing at the uh at the analog which oh, at the I love that room. yeah it was just it's a great it is awesome man and that was like the first show i had in a minute so it was awesome and i really enjoyed that but that's about it man i'm pretty uh i'm pretty whack when it comes to going out or, or seeing anything I, I really spend the majority of my time in the studio just freaking bouncing just ideas around and and yeah trying to not go crazy and figure stuff out it's really it well, now that you're 21, are you indulging in alcohol? Um, it's probably your first drop ever when you turn 21, right? Honestly, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I did not, you know, to each his own, but for me, I really didn't go crazy. I, I did have done, I've like never really, I didn't really go to a lot of parties in high school. I didn't really go to a lot of parties in college by any means. And so it is like very fresh for me to be drinking alcohol. <laughs> and, but I will say I went to Vegas for my birthday um, oh, nice. and it was fun. It was great. But I mean, I went with my family, dude. I'm whack. Like I said, I'm like, <laughs> I'm freaking whack, dude. I, I legit am like, straight up an old man. Like I just, I, I work hard and I just, that's it. Like, I don't know. I've been doing that for so long that it's just become so like, I've just become accustomed to just being like a nerd and not going anywhere and just working hard. I'm, I'm like I said, I'm boring. Dude. Well, Hey, that's okay. I mean, it's, it's not bad to be boring and you know, everybody, everybody has their own definition of what boring is. So I don't think you should, right. I don't think you should judge yourself too hard, but um, Thank you, dude. so did, did you try gambling when you were in Vegas? Like, did you play? Absolutely. Uh, oh, okay, good. Absolutely. I played like blackjack for like three days. It was the only thing I played. Um, we put a few bets down on some NFL games and that's about it. I mean, it was fun. My dad and I kind of just bounced around and, and went to different casinos and my mom and sister were there as well, but it was, it was a good time. It was, it was fun. I, I liked Vegas. It's, it, I like, if you just, it's weird. Cause like Vegas is such a construct, but if you just embrace it, it's very, very fun. And I've enjoyed, I enjoyed it when I went and yeah, it's I an, think I'll probably be going back in a few months. It's definitely an experience. I love, I love playing blackjack. My dad taught me how to play and I'm just like trying to do my best. And so, so far, every time I've been, I've come up winning. So we'll see how, there you if, go. If, that, uh, if that continues, but yeah, I like playing. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. So Alex, what made you want to actually like pursue music and start a career doing this full time and everything like that? What, what I know you started a, at a young age, but what made you from dancing to DJing to be like, oh, I want to be an artist? Has that always been in the back of your mind that you kind of wanted to to be like a, a solo artist? I would say there was kind of. I just kind of like snowballed as far as my interests with music. It just kind of went 
from one thing to the next very naturally. And I'm fortunate, honestly, that it is the case because there are a lot, I hear a lot of the stories of like the young people starting out and like a company comes in and says, we're going to make you this and we're going to make you this. And I'm fortunate that I really didn't bite on any of those opportunities that came up. And I literally just kind of did it and learned the mechanics of what each thing was. So I was doing shows and DJing and dancing and that was like it. I wasn't singing. I wasn't doing anything, but I did a show in Detroit where I opened up for like, I think it was like Flo Rida. And there was like, it was a jingle ball, like for a pop station there. And it was at the Fox theater. But I was like, man, I really think if I'm not singing or if I'm not, you know, doing something in that lane, I don't think I'm going to be looked at as an artist. I mean, there are those artists, there are those producer artists that are like, you know, the Zeds and the things like that. But mm-hmm. I really wanted to be kind of known as one of those singers and stuff like that. And I'm fortunate. I really considered this the only like benefit or, or thing that I was gifted in my in my like, you know, my reach is that my mom is a music teacher and she studied voice in college. And so that door was always open for me if, if I wanted it for me to study, like to learn how to sing and be classically trained by my mom. But I never really bit on it until after that show. I was like, I really need to just do this and just, you know, so I told her that night and I was like, I, tomorrow we got to start. I got to learn how to sing and learn my voice and things like that. And so ever since then, I just had learned that. And then after that, the next thing was production and songwriting. And those two things kind of went hand in hand for me. And then I just kind of did it like I did with DJing or dancing. It just took a lot of time, a lot of hours. And I just threw it up there and tried to better myself because I ran out of money to pay people to produce and write songs. And I was just like, I need to do this myself. Mm -hmm. And I'm very self-funded. Like everything I've done is all pretty much me, any money that I make from music, I throw back into the business because it's just the way it is. And yeah, I just, I was like, man, I need to write and produce. I need to be self sustainable with this thing. And so I did that. And then, yeah, I I got a lot of mentors and things like that over the years of, you know, I was in a production deal with Babyface where, you know, I learned a lot of songwriting things from him and learned some things from a buddy of mine in LA that moved to Nashville and, yeah, I, I'm 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 thankful that I threw the hours at the things that I did because now I'm in a place where I can sit down and write songs, produce songs for myself and then for others, and it, it's great. I'm happy with the little investments of time that I put into the things at a young age. Well, congrats to you. Yeah, that's that's really cool that you took a full force and just made it happen. And all the people that you've worked with and you br- you probably made good relationships as you know being a good person. I think that's key to Absolutely. a lot of your relationships, but, um, I don't know how young of an audience I have listening. Maybe, I don't know if some, if you were to give advice to some artist that was just starting out or maybe even an artist that is later on in life and they're like, what, what do I do? What would you, what kind of piece of advice would you give to people wanting to pursue a music career? I mean, I would say I, I honestly, like the one thing that has been like the underlying thing I always say is like work hard and just be a nice person. And I think that there's a lot more that goes into that. Like there's obviously the specifics of like what I did to get to this place. And I'm not by any means in a big place. I'm just, I'm happy that I've worked hard and I have these tools, but I think it is about those tools. I think you literally need to figure out things that you don't know, find weak points in yourself. And one of my weak points was, 
I was out of music. I didn't have anything to release and I didn't have any money to pay people to produce or write my songs. And so I just literally was like, I'm going to just do this. I'm going to learn. I'm going to put, I'm going to go to YouTube. I'm going to put the hours in. I'm going to freaking do this stuff. And it, it, it worked out and I'm happy with what I did with it. So honestly, to anybody that is questioning where they're at, I would say really look at and try and find your weak points, find the different things that you lack in, whether it's your songwriting or whether it's your production or the fact that, you know, you have to hit somebody else and you're dependent on somebody else for their, for your production and your songs and your output of, you know, songs. I just think that's the best thing you can do. Become as, as self-sustainable as you can. And on top of that, like, I don't know, just, it, it'll probably spark new ideas. Just being, being challenged by not knowing how to produce. You can't beat yourself up. You gotta, you know, that is something that I still struggle with is that like, you know, I want to make great records and I'm, I feel like I've, I've made some good ones recently, even just in the last couple of weeks where I'm like, these are cool. These are cool, but I want a great one. And you kind of just have to stay the course because if you just go fishing every day, you're bound to catch something, but it's hard to kind of keep going fishing and, Catching like, you know, some things that are cool, some things that are all right. But yeah, I really think you just got to work hard and figure out your weak points and just really work to be the best at something. That's really it. I mean, it's kind of cliche, but that was where I was at. And I was like, man, I got to learn how to do this shit all myself. That's so true. That's good (laughs) advice, though. And I do want to talk about your new single, Blue Skies, because I feel like you caught a big fish with that one because it is catchy. Thank you. It is, Thank you, know, you it's, dude. A, it's a bop. Um, can you talk a little bit about maybe what went into the song and the songwriting and where the idea came from? Totally. I mean, that was honestly um, a situation where I did not expect to catch that fish at that time. Um, and, you know, it's it's I'm it's it was funny I wrote that in a country session so I really didn't expect to get that poppy of a record or anything like that and I did and it's fun and I just kind of when I wrote it I was like it was me and my buddy and these two girls that we were writing it with and I was like you know I was like man I feel really good about this like I'm excited to see how this kind of resonates as it progresses like producing it out and finishing up vocals on it and stuff. But yeah, I mean, it was just kind of one of those things. And it's fun. It's just like very, very, you know, lightning strike situation, but they're fun. I, I enjoy this song. It's been very fun to put out and see the reaction to. And I'm excited. I'm happy that like to still work on this record as far as like posting about it and doing these things, because I believe that the lifespan of a record is very, very much longer now. Like you kind of just have to grind away at it still with no shame. So I don't really care. I'm excited to continue to post about it. So, you know, try and promote it and get people's ears on it. And it, it's been fun. I, I, I love this record. It's the first record that I've sworn on, which is always funny. And then we'll see what happens. I, I'm excited for what this record does for opening me up musically yeah. after this. Yeah, it's a great song. And do you have anything in the works as far as, you know, I know you said you're continually working, but any plans of releasing any more singles throughout uh, maybe early next year? Yes, absolutely. I mean, next year, um, during, I think it was, was it 2020 or 2019? I think it was 2020, honestly. I put out a song like every three weeks, every four weeks, I believe. Yeah, every four weeks I put out a song and Honestly, I saw immense benefits from it, um, just with Spotify and and things like that. And 
I, I honestly, I'm like, man, I think I just want to do that again. I have an abundance of records and I don't think it's smart anymore to just sit on songs and wait for stuff to go. I, I feel like I'm just probably just going to continue to put out music and, and do my best and try and beat my own songs that I've written and put them out as I go and post about them on TikTok. And that's kind of the game, man. I'm just kind of like, let's, let's play. I want to throw everything I got at these songs and continue to uh, provide hopefully a good output of records. And so I plan on doing that in the new year. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. I can't sit around with songs. It's just not, yeah. I can't, I make songs every week. I make so many. And so I'm like, for me to just sit and then, you know, live on a song space or a hard drive, I, I just can't do it. I need to put it out. So I, I, actually, I don't know. I actually love that because I feel artists when are, they're too meticulous about what they put out or, you know, this isn't ready, just put it out to have the audience enjoy it. I mean, like music is, is, is meant to be enjoyed. And, um, obviously songs are going to do better than others, but you know, it's out there and you can't know unless they're out. I'm yeah. just kind of like, you know, I, I like to shadow box with some of my idols. I think that it's something that I love to do. Like, you know, I know I'm not on the level of an Ed Sheeran or a Bieber or anything of that nature yet, but I'd like to at least be competitive and try and beat them and try and, you know, cause they're just as, you know, they have, obviously they have machines, they have floors of people that are devoting their time and money to them as promoting them and things like that. But as far as the creative and the music, it's fun to try and, you know, to, to go against them, to be competitive. And, and I have to think of myself in that lane of just doing so. And so, but you'll never be able to compete with them if you don't put the song out. And I feel like it's cool to see these cases of like a, you know, I'm trying to think of the one there was the Kareem Bailey Ray record. That was a cover. The girl put your records on by Rip Momney. Like that oh, yeah. was such a cool, yeah. Like that was a cool moment. Um, and when those things happen, where like a song blows up like that from an unknown artist, it's like very motivating because it's like, dude, that's not, that's a Jedi against, you know, the, for, the for major, sure. you know, so yeah. I get inspired by those situations like the Roxanne record, Arizona Zervas. That's like another kind of Jedi song that pops. And so I, I like to go for those, but you can't have one of those happen if you don't put it out. So you, you only expand your chances if you put them out. That's kind of where I'm at. So I'm just like, man, I put out some songs this year. I'm happy with how they went. They performed well, but I know that if I put more out, I have a better chance of getting one that performs great. That's really where I'm at with it. And it's not all about numbers, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. I want to put out great art, but I want the art to live and, and resonate with the people and touch as many people as that I can. So, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm looking forward to the, to the new tunes and I kind of want to play blue skies in here at the end of the episode, if that's okay, if I don't get any uh, copyright infringement on it, please um, do. Uh, I don't think you'll have any issues with it. Um, but yeah, I, we, yeah, I don't think you should have any issues with it. So I, I'd love, I, I appreciate you playing it. Honestly, any, I, I, I am so appreciative of anybody that like, post this on their Instagram story or does anything like it's, it's honestly, I take that all to heart. I'm an independent artist. It's my family running this business with me and I see all of it and I'm appreciative of all of it. I don't take any of it for granted. So I'm just appreciative that you wanted to talk and play the song. This is great. Thank yeah, you so I much. I appreciate you coming on the show and added value to, to the show. So, um, I really enjoyed talking with you today and, 
Thanks, Alex. Hopefully I'll see you in the future out at maybe a bar and grab a drink or something. <laughs> I, I, yes, I would like to meet you. I don't, I, it is a matter of me just being a nerd and spending the majority of my time in a dark room trying yeah. to figure out cutesy pop songs. So I don't know. And I, I won't call, happen, you, I won't call you boring. So don't worry. Don't worry if you don't want to. <laughs> but thank uh, you, dude. All right, everybody. This is uh, Blue Skies by Alex Angelo. All right. Take care and thanks for listening. And I guarantee I don't want to talk to you And I'm thinking back on everything I can't believe that I ever wanted to Ain't no fucking blue skies After all the things that you did to me Caught you in a white lie But nothing can compare to our history And I hate the way Fucking blue 